You're listening to Race Base Drive in 5. Welcome, race fans, to today's Drive in 5. Today we've got 13-year-old racing phenom Jesse Love from out of Menlo Park, California. Jesse, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. All right, so just share with the race fans a little bit what you've been doing with all your spare time now that school's out for a couple of months. Yeah, well, you know, we're doing a, quite a few things. Uh, obviously, you know, making sure that I uh, keep studying and making sure that I'm ready for school when it does come around. Other than that, uh, I've been working on the new uh, uh, race car that we've been building over at Van Dyne Engineering in Huntington Beach with Trace Van Dyne. And uh, been doing some iRacing, making sure my skills uh, stay sharp. Well, Jesse, share with the younger racers that might be tuning in tonight how much it really helps you that you're actually helping uh, put this new midget together as far as being able to communicate with the crew chief once that car gets on the track. Yeah, well, while I was over there, uh, Trace was really explaining to me a lot about the car, that, and I learned a bunch of stuff that I didn't know before I got there. That was very important, and it really makes a huge difference. That's why like, uh, he can become a national quality driver just by learning how to uh, you know, make adjustments to the car. That's one of the reasons that guys like Justin Grant are so, um, they're so incredible because they can work on the car. Uh, for example, you know, at uh, his old Silver Crown owner, uh, Chris Carley, you know, he went over there and was there almost every week helping out on the Silver Crown car and they had a lot of success in that. So it really pays off knowing how to make adjustments to the car and knowing how to, you know, just take it apart and put it back together also means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that's often. So this weekend was kind of a, a different type of deal. You were actually at Placerville in the Hunt Magneto Sprint Car, but only because the BCRA Midget Race at Petaluma Speedway had some USAC involvement, and you weren't old enough, basically, to run that race, which kind of sucks because you're probably going to lose the points lead going into that race, but it is what it is. And so you were at Placerville, which I know was one of the races that was kind of on your bucket list, if we can call it that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about Placerville because it's known as Knoxville on the Hill. And I know that you and I talked a little bit about, so kind of explain to the racing fans a little bit what it's like to actually be at Placerville. It's a track that if you are a California driver and you want to go somewhere or just a sprint car driver, um, it's a track that is really on your bucket list and a track that uh, I would say that every California driver would want to go to. Whether you're an asphalt driver, a stock car driver, or a sprint car driver, everybody wants to go there. Everybody wants to experience it. Uh, it's a great track. It's, I believe that, I think it really is, you know, cut out of the hill and it's all clay and it builds up a nice big curb and a really good racing surface. Uh, it's normally uh, two grooves on the bottom and on the top and overall it just, uh, the track is run very well and it's overall just a great experience to be there. So you're really getting this, the, 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 uh, I guess this sprint car racing down to a science now and you go to a place like Placerville and it is a little bit different. Um, again, we're talking about, as you had spoke about, we're talking about that, that clay 
uh, base that you run on there. And I know that you shared with me a little bit earlier that even getting onto the track and getting off of the track is an experience there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had to, um, it was very confusing. Now I kind of got the hang of it, but when I first got there, I had to, you know, go during the driver's meeting, confirm where to get on, where to get off. And there's two entries and there's an exit that's like cut through the entry. So it's really cool. Um, overall, it was just uh, really, you know, kind of mind boggling to me um, at first. And then I realized, you know, how it actually makes the traffic, if you would say so, of uh, the race cars work very well. So this weekend, they had 25-plus cars there and some of the top sprint car drivers um, in the West Coast, if not in the country, was there. So what is it like to be able to compete against th that type of competition, um, basically your first year out in a, in a, in a full-size sprint car like this? Well, uh, definitely an ego buster, if you would say, or a very humbling experience, I would rather say. Um, you know, there's just such stiff competition and there's such big learning curves that you experience when you go to these big races of you know run with these big series like you know learning how to hold your own ground you know not get you know driven off the high line or you know make sure that you hold your own you be aggressive as much as you need to to be able to hold position or make businesses up so it's really cool uh to be able you know i don't think i've ever finished uh you know 12th or something like that or outside the top 10 or you know something like that um you know just because the drivers are so good and that's something that i am really actually looking forward to in the future knowing that one day hopefully as i continue to progress hopefully be on the top of the podium one day and knowing how far we've come well the, the great thing about this jesse is that you're out there competing against the best drivers. And that, in the long run, that only makes you better. That's what development is all about. So you got, you got to Placerville. Um, you guys qualified 12th. And then you went out and you finished uh, fourth in your heat race. So kind of walk us through the heat race real quick. Yeah, the heat race was just as not, just a, um, big of a learning curve as it was for the main event. Knowing that now I know how important it is to really be as aggressive as you need to, um, not to the point where you take someone out of the race, but to the point where you can hold your own ground. And, uh, for example, you know, around lap two, after I was leading the heat race, I kind of, you know, I got a slide drop put on me, and I tried to cross it under, by, but by doing that, I overcooked the entry, and I didn't, I wasn't able to hold my own line off the corner, so somebody got under me. Because of that, I was uh, kind of hung up on the high side, of which it was not the fastest way around at the time. So because of that, we lost a few positions, and overall now I see, you know, how important, uh, you know, these lessons I am, uh, how important it is to implement them into your racing. Okay, so the the, the A main started, um, and you basically brought home a 12th place finish there, uh, which is a great showing. So, you know, again, 25 car field um, that was basically at that. I don't know how many cars were actually in the, in the A main, but again, I would say, a very, very good weekend for you um, as far as the learning cycle is concerned. And again, you're getting more and more familiar with this big, heavy sprint car. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, does that actually help you when you go back into the lighter BCRA midget? Well, driving the sprint car and then going back in the midget, it's, um, it's definitely a challenge, but... 
I'm not sure if the driving itself, like in qualifying and all that, really transfers over to some of the lessons might from the track, but the actual driving part going into like qualifying or practice or something like that um, in the midget, it doesn't really transfer over, but the racing, it really, really does. Because, you know, these tracks are like Placerville, it's very, it's a fairly small track on such a, you know, big cars, like a sprint car. So then when you go to bigger tracks with smaller cars like the midgets, um, it's really cool because now you, it's kind of like, best way I can explain it is in baseball where the guy will take a big bat and swing it for a while so it feels heavy. And then when he goes and actually goes up to the bat, like to the actual where he hits, it's a lot lighter and so he has more control with it. That's kind of uh, how it feels and you overall feel like you have a little bit more control of the car. That's a very interesting um, comparison there. I, I really like that. So, again, you, you marked a, a track off your bucket list, racing against some of the top drivers in the country. Um, now we're going to go back this weekend, and you're going to be back in the junior late model at Madera Speedway, and you're, you're, you're actually leading the points championship heading into round five there. So what, what are you expecting um, – this weekend, anything any different besides I think you're going to have somebody new on the box for you this weekend at Madeira? Yeah, so Dave McGinnis, uh, who was actually at Plasterville, is you know, coming on and watching. It's really cool. Um, I believe he's going to bring out his own car this weekend. And uh, so I'm losing my crew chief this weekend, my normal one, uh, which is Dave. But I believe that it's, uh, Mike Nake is probably going to be on the box for me, I would imagine. But... Yeah, overall, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and I've worked with many different crew chiefs. For example, last year, my first crew chief was Dave, and then it was Eric, and then it was Rick, and then Mike was was it for one race, and the rest, I think, was Dave. But overall, it's very important, and for the older young racers out there, it's very important that you know how to work with different crew chiefs. Uh, therefore, in the future, when you go to cup, you're not going to have the same crew chief you had when you were in the late models or super lates or K&N or even ARCA. You're really not going to have the same crew chief. So it's very important that you know how to adapt to new crew chiefs and new uh, styles of having to explain the car to different people. All right. So there you got it, everybody. Jesse's going to be back in the late model uh, this weekend at Madera Speedway. Um, he's, he's got three wins already. He's got a third place. He had one DNF. Uh, but, man, you know, what a start to the season. I know you're leading the points championship there. So I want to thank all of you fans for tuning into Driving 5. And, Jesse, thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you, race fans. Have a great night. All right, everybody. We'll see you back here next week as we catch up to find out what happened in that late model race at Madera Speedway with young driver Jesse Love. Everybody, thanks for tuning into Driving 5, and we'll see you back here next week. You have been listening to Race Base Drive and Five.